FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pills. The smash is in the ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. They smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. It's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps. Steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Chris, our intro is very much like uh, a time capsule that's been buried somewhere deep in uh, the middle of Australia, you know, post Maralinga. And uh, there's Rex Mossop talking about the crowds go wild. Little did he realise that, that they'd be cardboard cutouts and they wouldn't actually be able to be transmitted from one venue to another. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't catch the fan with Vossi and Lara Pitt this week, did you, Stephen? I did not, no. They went to the Rugby League Hall of Fame and it's interactive, there's, you know, holograms. And Excuse me, not the Hall of Shame. Not the Hall of Shame, okay. which, is the, the road. which is the pyramid we're building near the Tibby Cotter Bridge. That's right. <laughs> no, all sorts of interactive exhibitions and that audio is nowhere to be seen. The Rex Mossop? No. I mean, come on now. I mean, we, we, we've donated it. We've said to the powers that be, please have it. You know what the problem is? They're new. They're, well, they're newbies. I mean, you've, you've got PVL. That's right. And you've got ABDO. They've got no idea about the, the past. No sense of history. No, no, no. It's what I call institutional memory, Stephen, yes. and they don't have any. doesn't suit them. How... How I mean, I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch the Panthers and the Bunnies last night. I did. What a soulless experience it was. First of all, because South Sydney was playing. Yes. Uh, secondly, Penrith, not much better. Didn't you know, Chris, that uh, when South Sydney are going well, rugby league's going well? <laughs> Didn't you know that? <laughs> the pride of the league, I don't think so. I tell you what, if they're the pride of the league, this is a game that's been lacking in pride for most of the last 50 years. Don't we love it, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but there were no fans in the stands, Stephen. No. Apparently there was a clippage issue. Yes. So they moved from... Campbelltown to Which, Cogra. And you know why they moved from Campbelltown? Because the, the turf was no good. Because it's a cow paddock. A cow paddock, that's yeah, right. The and boys you, on the paddock at least. But, and, uh, and despite the, the belief of uh, young men and women all around regional New South Wales, you can't play rugby league on cow paddocks. And the clippage system at Campbelltown, different style of seats you in the outer You might not notice, Chris, but the, the, the followers of the St. George Illawarra Dragons are a finer breed. Uh, they're not quite as large and fat as those out of Campbelltown. <laughs> I, so they've got a thinner seat there. I was going to suggest that the... Because uh, I was uh, a proud patron at Campbelltown Stadium just two weeks ago. You were there. Yeah, that, that, I was absolutely I was there. And that's that's uh, a rugby league seat out at Campbelltown Stadium. It's stiff, it's uncomfortable, yes. uh, but it is fairly wide. 
the trouble at Cogra, you go to those seats at Cogra and they're just sort of soft and cushy. Soft and cushy, my yeah. foot. So the fan in the stands couldn't. <laughs> so there were no fans in the stand. No. The crowd noise didn't make sense, no, it didn't make sense without the fans in the stand. Because the camera angle shows the hill. And if you haven't got anybody on the hill, you've got nobody anywhere. And this, of course, is a big issue because as we return to the home and away format next yeah. week, Stephen, yeah. if you've got a hill in your, in your ground, they won't allow any of the patrons there. It's all got to be seated. So they can monitor or control the numbers. Seated yes, and distanced. Yes. Uh, this is the genius of uh, one Peter Valance PVL, the overlord, uh, Dracula himself. They always say genius is an overused term. Yeah. I don't think genius is enough for Peter Volandis. No. I think there's got to be a new term. It's like uber genius but or Chris, something. Chris, has he been absolutely like swept to the side here with this huge announcement overnight that was on the front page of all the papers about at a great sporting moment for Australia that Wait, is forthcoming? Yes, you're referring to the announcement overnight that the Women's Football World Cup will be held in Australia and New Zealand in 2023, correct? Uh, no, Chris. I was talking about Australia, New Zealand, and rugby league playing two different codes together. Oh. Another PVL genius idea. So maybe he hasn't been swept aside after all. He subscribes to the opinion that we're in the entertainment business, baby. And there is this. And here's a, here's a word that's overused in the 21st century: hybrid. Hybrid. <laughs> a hybrid game hybrid. involving the Kangaroos mm-hmm. and the New Zealand All Blacks yes. playing a modified form, yes. fourteen players aside of a melange. Dare I say a blancmange of rugby union and Chris, rugby league? I don't want it. Entertainment. It's not. That's. It's, <laughs> it's it's not real, Stephen. And and you can see. Look, you know, I don't want to disparage the overlord too much, but you can see what's happening. The grand vision. The putting gr- the Kiwis in their place finally. <laughs> the only thing they care about, the only thing they win it. Not the America's Cup. <laughs> Rugby Union, Chris, come on. You're taking. Well, really, I mean, first of all, if the New Zealand's are stupid enough to agree to this. <laughs> We know the Kangaroos will win because rugby league is a far superior sport to rugby union. And yeah. and there's a country that's finally had a vestige of national pride in sort of mm. apparently eliminating the coronavirus. Yes. They'll, they'll lose their national identity again if this game goes ahead. Chris, uh, breaking news also, uh, this virus is wreaking havoc everywhere in sport and I believe one of our expat rugby league... Cur- um, uh, she's moved around so much I don't even know, but uh, we, we've got some big news in netball as well. Well, this is it. I mean, as I said, Peter Volandi is the overlord uber genius. Yeah. And once someone sets a standard in the ground, yes. if, you, if you can do that thing, others try and copy. Now, Marina, who uh, was... Marina for- Go. Marina Go, yeah. formerly chair of the West Tigers. Right. And tremendous work done there. Mm-hmm. She's now the supremo of, of Super Netball. Super Netball. Which is the current form of the elite netball competition in this great country of ours, Stephen. Right. And so she said, I'm pulling a Peter Volandis. Right. She's an acolyte. Total acolyte. And so what she's done is introduced overnight via a Zoom meeting a new rule in netball, and I know you're... Is this a, a hybrid move? It's a, it's another hybrid. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is, this is another, was it a Toyota Camry or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the game which has traditionally scored one goal, one point... At the last five minutes of each quarter, and I know I'm losing you already. <laughs> I'm glazing over. <laughs> there, there is an additional zone, not unlike the three-point area in basketball, called the two-point area. Right. To enable fast catch-ups. This is new. Every single, it, brand new, brand coming new. into the competition, which starts, I think, like tomorrow. Well, that's the biggest news. <laughs> a little bit like the set restart. Yeah. Cat, league. Poor cat. So Marina's gone, I've pulled a Peter Volandis. This is going to make the game, wait for it, more entertaining. <laughs> right, right, right. Every single super netball. Oh, I, from what I heard, in Moscow, I think that Putin's pulling a Volandis, <laughs> isn't he? Isn't he rigging the election so that he can go on for another 16 years? That's, it's happening all around the world, Chris. 
Donald Trump is in an emergency cabinet meeting right now saying, we're in trouble here, boys. Get we the need, we need to do a Get the ladders. It's, it's fantastic. So, so every single Super Netball player has written a letter yeah. saying, we oppose this. Every single. Every single one of them. Yep. Diamond Star, that's the Australian national team, Joe Weston, mm-hmm. has says, there are so many bells and whistles on a bike before it becomes a clown car. <laughs> Quite of the century. It's a quote of the century, and, and what worries me. Can you do it to me one more time? There are only so many bells and whistles on a bike before it becomes a clown car. Is this like the clowns or the monkeys can ride it <laughs> in the circus? There's the old Woody Allen joke, yeah. and I know that's already got me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he, he's at a circus, and all the clowns are coming out of the car. You yeah. know, the multiple clowns, yeah. and uh, the person next to him says, "I always wonder how they do that." <laughs> And Woody goes, I always wonder, why do they do that? <laughs> He's a thinker, isn't he? <laughs> but, but this worries me that, in yeah. fact, that we've been swept like everybody else yeah. with Volandi's fever. In the wake. Yeah, PBL yeah. equals JFK type fever. Yeah, yeah. Has rugby league become a clown car, Stephen? Not yet. <laughs> and he'll be out of here that long before that happens, Chris, I can tell you that. Yeah, but let's, be... let's drill down, shall we? Yes. Let's drill away from all the hybrid nonsense and the big international news, etc., etc. Uh, there's a player in rugby league. His name... Is Bradman Best. What's happening with Bradman Best right now? So the bubble, we're all living in a bubble age, Stephen, and it's not so much whether you burst the bubble, it's the dimensions of your bubble. Mm. Now, we are still living in stage two eased restrictions. That's a certain type yeah. of bubble. Yeah. I'm having a huge party at my place for 10 people this weekend. That's right, legal. Right, right. Noise levels, restrictions? No. No, just numbers. Just numbers. Just numbers, yeah. Uh, you can drink as much grog as you want. Uh, <laughs> just numbers. Just numbers. <laughs> but the rugby league player has yeah. been subjected to a narrower bubble than you of and me. Of course. And but- that's why the breakthrough happened for rugby league, because he had to agree upon conditions to stop the bug from travelling. It's not a bug, I know, Chris. It's not a bug. It's, it's not a bug. <laughs> we're not getting into it's this. Not ba- a germ. We're not getting into this bacteria versus virus versus <laughs> no, germ not. argument. No, we're not, no. <laughs> so the rugby league players have been living in a very very narrow, narrow bubble, Stephen. And mm. then the Overlord announced that come I think last Monday the bubble would be widening, not yeah. as wide as ours, yeah. but wider. Not bursting. Now the story goes that Bradman, who is 18 years old, staff of the Newcastle Knights, very yeah. much a team in the ascendancy, and a mummy's boy. Yeah. Decided to go visit his mother and father. Right. One day early. I believe he's a woi-woi boy. Right. Right, like Spike Milligan. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else came out of (laughs) woi-woi? Oysters and Spike Milligan. And Bradman Best. Now, I want to ask the question. So he's he's broken the rules to go and visit mum and dad. That's that's the that's, of, official story. People, there's there's word floating around that there might have been other incidents well, involved, Chris, but that's the official story. We, we know if you break any conditions here, what are you going to do? There's no King's Cross. There's no local bar that's open until dawn. There's nothing to do. That's right. So, so after this show, I'm going to go visit my mum and dad. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, subject to certain just restrictions. Just to dig deep into Bradman Best. Um, has he got any siblings? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, there, there was. <laughs> It's interesting, you know. So obviously, he's what he's done is he's breached the the bubble conditions by one day. So he's now in fourteen days self isolation, can't right. play for the nights. Right. The there's been a lot of speculation about his name. Mainly was his brother mm. Colin Best, former journeyman for the likes of Canberra the, and the, the Dragons, Sharks. Was he? He played for the Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Played for anyone. So Roger's the dad. And Roger was a footy player. I'm not sure what Mrs. Best's name is. Colin, no relation. No, no relation. But Roger, dad. So you can see that Roger and Mrs. Best sitting around the table, what, 19 years ago? 19 years ago. Before, before, before little Bradman came before into Bradman being? Before Bradman arrived. And it automatically makes sense that 
Colin is his brother because it's un- it'd be unlikely to have two siblings, one named Colin, one named Bradman, right? Yes. So it does actually make you think, Yeah. why Bradman? Why Bradman? Now, you'd imagine the conversation at the dinner table, they might have gone, look, we're aiming high here. And uh, I, I was given a sort of a little, uh, a little it's what they call a Z scale, where they ranked sports people to, in different codes together. And this Z score, uh, at the top of the list was Don Bradman in cricket, batting average, etc. He rates a 6.48. Now, the next one down was Jack Nicholas Golf. He makes a 5.02. The Golden Bear. Yeah. Now, uh, Association Football, this is uh, Just Fontaine from France. Never sure. Heard. Yeah. Okay. Roger Federer, 3.92. That's how far down. He's half He's of like what, half of half of what Bradman. Yeah. And Roger, yeah. which was his father's name. Yeah, there's somebody called M. Court. I think she's been wiped from the history books, well, hasn't she? I have no idea who you're referring to there, Stephen. 3.77. I tell you what, though. Yeah. If Roger is about half of Bradman... Yeah. I mean, and, and I, mean, I don't think Roger Federer was quite the big deal he was 20 years ago that he is now. No. But with the best visionaries and saying, Mrs. Best looks at Roger and go, I love you, mm. you're a great guy, but, but I need more. <laughs> <laughs> I need double Roger. Double Roger. Do the mass. Yeah. What do you come up with? Well, they could, have gone, they could have gone for Warney, so it could have been Warney Best. Well, this is, this is first of all, obviously they're cricket fans. Yes. We, we, I, I, we're probably okay, be... okay, what if they were horse fans? <laughs> now, then you've got that in, in bloody internal in, internal debate about is it going to be black caviar, winks, or farlap? Right, well, it wouldn't have been either black caviar or winks because they're recent phenomenons. Right. So farlap you, is in the so conversation. farlap best sounds pretty good. Kingston? Kingston right. best. I, I would have gone for Gunsind. Gunsind, yes. The good yes, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, what is there? There's uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gurners Lane. Yeah, okay. So Winston Black Caviar, that too recent. It wouldn't have happened. It wasn't around 20 years ago. We by get the, that. By okay. the way, I hope we've, we might have opened uh, a, a literal can of worms here, Stephen, is that there's people that, you know, they're certainly coming up with variations of names these days. Yeah. You know, they'd be Epiphany or Ebony or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Untapped. Ambrosia. <laughs> Untapped. Yeah. A horse names. A horse names, yes. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just think of all the opportunities. Family of 11 could be well accommodated. <laughs> just think of all the opportunities. Chris, what about your dawn? My, well, this is the thing: is they went cricket, yeah. and you would have thought if they were sort of not putting too much pressure on the yeah. kitty, yeah. they would have gone for Tugger. Well, or they, tubby. Maybe they didn't know it was going to be a boy or a girl. Well, there is a phrase the best. If you went yeah. patron saint of the Balmain Tigers, uh, may they effectively rest in peace. Yeah. If they'd gone not Dawn Best once they worked out it was a boy, but if they'd gone Fraser, Fraser yeah. See, Dawn is Bradman's equal in my view. Yes. Right? And you would have covered all the bases, but a bit less pressure on the kitty. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, and, and thank heavens they didn't make Because mis- Fraser's just a generic name. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but internally, the family, they know aiming high. Yeah, but the pressure of being called best to begin with and then being named the best of the best of yeah. all time. Of all time, yeah. But they're lucky. They could have called the kid Maradona. Exactly. Trouble afoot. <laughs> Ben, as in Ben Johnson. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, even Carl Lewis, I think, came a cropper, didn't he? No, no, Carl Lewis. Still clean. Clean, clean. clean as a whistle. I mean, they, 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 apparently if it was going to be a girl, they were going to call it Flojo Best. So right, right. <laughs> it's probably just as Pelé, much. Pelé Best. No problem there. No problem there. Gee whiz. It's an, well, let's hope they have more kitties, this family. I don't think it's too late, is it? You know? And can we just simply say... A big shout-out to the Best family. And, Bradman, we can't wait to see you back for the Newcastle Knights. Indeed, indeed. Who is it that all Australia raves about? Who has won our very highest praise? 
Now is it Amy Johnson or little Mickey Mouse? No, it's just a country lad who's bringing down the house and he's our Don Bradman. Now I ask you, is he any good? Our Don Bradman. As the batsman, he can sure lay on the wood. For when he goes into bat, he knocks every record flat. For there isn't anything he cannot do. Our Don Bradman, what a welcome wait for you back home. And now it's time for the latest installment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Three no, no good donating my body to science. Right. It's all my brain. And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. It's nice, I think, that Gus and Don are in the same bracket. Now, did Don donate uh, his hands or his eyeballs to science, like Philip donated the heart, and Gus might donate his brain, maybe? Beautifully, the only things that Sir Donald Bradman donated... Um, apart from his fondness, fondness for the Anglican Church, was uh, the cricket stump and the golf ball that he used to right. bounce against the water container down at Bowery. Right, right. Yep. okay. Um, and you're saying you're not a, not a big fan of the Catholics? Not huge. No. Sectarian... You hold that against him? Different times, Stephen. Different times. Sectarian issues. I, yeah. I, I, I do hold it against anyone yeah, who yeah, discriminates yeah. on any basis. Because that does cut deep, is it, to the Australian fabric, really, when you, we're, we're about to talk about... Uh, not in the 21st century, it battle. does it, is it? Battle of the Cities, Chris. Well, Battle hang on. The there, is, there is still division, Stephen, despite these enlightened times. Yeah, there's yeah. more work to do. And is there any more work to do than the the, the, the situation we find ourselves in where look, we, we are a country divided, mm-hmm. not united, mm-hmm. divided on state lines? State lines. Now, we have been hearing about uh, both Western Australia and Queensland wanting to secede from the country. Good luck to them. Oh, well, no, great, say, no great loss. No great loss there. I, I, I always feel that Western Australia is in good shape now that um, poor old Prince Leonard of Hutt has moved on. Yes. That the entire ge- geography can be one country now. Yes. Hutt River Province probably doesn't fly anymore. So Western Australia... Mm. I mean, when they say succeed, are they just sort of saying symbolically or do they actually bring in the dozers mm. and actually cut Western Australia off the yeah. continent? Push it a couple of feet left. A couple of bridges <laughs> like Tom Ugly's just to get there. <laughs> uh, look, and Palaszczuk, of course, up north has said, uh, you're not welcome. No. Uh, you know, you've got bugs down south. And we agree. And we've been passing the passing the you know the baton down to Melbourne, of course, and Gladys has come out and said, just don't come, Melbourne. No, we're not going to make it illegal. Just don't come. We don't like you. We never have. And, and the edict to the good people of New South Wales, of which you and I may or may not belong, mm. no interaction with Victorians. No interaction. So, okay, before we get to what happens at Rollby or Donga and, and along the Murray and all that activity that goes on down there, uh, this uh, does cut deeper, doesn't it, Chris? Because let's face it, Australia was, was it's a fact, it was colonised by the British. Yes. Uh, they came, they saw, they took, they slaughtered, right? Yes. Uh, Melbourne, of course, see themselves as cut from a better cloth, <laughs> a higher breed. As you said, more Protestant. Yes. Uh, free, free, free settlers. Not colonials, not not convicts. That's for sure. A town founded, nope. a town founded by Bruce Wayne. No, that's a bad Bruce joke. Bruce Wayne, <laughs> John, John Batman. Yeah. And uh, I think he also proudly wiped out the uh, the, the the natives when he t- turned up. Did he not? I think they're queuing up to uh, uh, knock over the Batman statue and and replace it with someone more suitable. 
Okay. Uh, we don't know who yet. I do. You, who? Peter Volandis. Peter Volandis. He's a, he's coming for you. He's, Gladys and Peter are coming for you. What a formidable team, Chris. Yeah. So Gladys has said, don't even bother coming. Uh, what if they get to the border? Are they checked at the border, Chris? Well, I've been to the demilitarised zone in Korea. Have you, Stephen? So a couple of times between yeah. North and South Korea for historical interest. Were you frisked? Probed? Um, yes. X-rayed? <laughs> yes, but that was back in Seoul. Right. Um, <laughs> and a night out. Better than Bangkok, was it, Chris? Yeah. And, and basically, it's a um, strip of turf. Yes. And you need to make decisions. And I particularly have a call out to the people of Albury with Donga. Yes. The when the 50... Was it? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. What parallel was it? I want to say the 51st parallel, but I might be wrong there. Could be, yeah. Because what's, what's the 51st state, state of the United yeah, yeah. States? Whatever the parallel was. Damn parallel. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, you had a choice when after the end of the Korean War as to whether you, as a local villager, mm. went north or went south. south. Yeah. Now, as it was explained... They did, and they weren't aware that K-pop was coming. <laughs> that's right. They that's weren't, right. And they weren't aware that K-pop was going to gazump Trump so if you knew at K- a rally. If you knew K-pop was coming, the <laughs> likes of BTS, you would have definitely gone north, right? <laughs> and so there were two villages set up, a little bit like Albury Wodonga. Yeah. And it was explained to me by, let's face it, an American soldier, yeah. Yeah. that the people who went... South yeah. went to Freedom Village, yeah. and the people who went north went to Propaganda Village. Right. They so, both sound pretty nice. Yeah. So, so, so the way I see it, what Gladys is saying, mm. if you want freedom, mm. get into Warbury quick, smart, yeah. because you'll be stuck in Propaganda Village, a.k.a. Wodonga, right. if you don't watch out. And the consequences <laughs> are calamitous, Stephen. Yeah. Well, first of all, you said you meant to mention interactions. What, what about the sex workers? What do they do? Warbury Wodonga, nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. You can't you can't touch each other, can you? I imagine that includes the definition of interaction. Yes, I would. You know, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of stuff about virtual right. methodologies maybe coming to the fore in this particular time. Okay. But there are more practical things. I don't know why you immediately go to sex workers, Stephen. I mean, because... The- I think Gladys mentioned that. <laughs> That's right. She said no interaction with Victorians, for example. For example. Sex workers and let's rugby take league. It, let's take it to the nth degree, she said. <laughs> yeah, sex know. workers and rugby league. And rugby league. And so the edict has gone out because you know we're returning to home and away format next week, Stephen. And the twenty five percent capacity rule in Palm Beach? No, in rugby league. Oh, I'm away. Sorry. <laughs> and if you turn up to a game next week, say you turn up to see your St George Illawarra Dragons at Netstrata Cogra Jubilee. Yeah, right. Right. You will have the Overlord Volandis ask you to produce your driver's license right, personally to him. Yes. Yeah. And if it says that you're a uh, domiciled in Victoria, yeah. yeah. You want refused entry. Get on the bus. Get on get on whatever motor transport. Yeah, yeah. At your own cost. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. right. Repatriated, yeah. but not at the You're cost. You're not using of the... my jet. That's right. No, and, and the bus you came on, that's waiting until the end of the game. So you can go and have a hamburger if you like, but you've got to move pretty quick smart. By the way, hasn't the Peter Volandis purchase of the jet and he was giving an interview during the week that the NRL needs to buy assets, so he buys himself a jet. Yes. It enables him to get to each ground in the home and away format. Mm-hmm because they're staggered start times, check the licences of all patrons and take their temperature. Wow. That's a lot of power. Mm. One man. Chris, uh, look, what are we missing out on here? If the Melbournians have to stay down there, I mean, you know, as we mentioned, the Prague of the South, uh, the Paris of the South, uh, would you be missing anything at all? For example, they, they try to claim that there are you know, experts on coffee down that way. Yeah, I, I mean, dispute that. I mean, if you if you did an inventory of what uh, Melbourne in particular has done for us, yes, National Gallery of Victoria, right? Okay, uh, the ESPY, the ESPY, yeah, um, St Kilda in general, mm-hmm. yeah. A- AFL, 
Hey? <laughs> Is that, hang on, I'm just checking the cards. What's good or what's bad? ACDC Lane. ACDC Lane, mate. Don't start, Chris. <laughs> the G. The grand old girl. The G. Yeah. Have you ever been there, Chris? Yeah, I have. You know what? Can I just say to you, they say grand old girl. That yeah. sounds like magnificent, uh, historic, antique, boutique, whatever you want to say. Uh, did you know that there are no historic buildings left there? It's just one big bowl. It's just been completely raised. Completely raised and rebuilt as one great big bowl. The, the, Unlike the Sydney Cricket Ground, which has two beautiful stadiums. That's right. From the late 1800s. We're conscious of our history. Melbourne's trying to erase it, Stephen. I mean, if you go, you you go down hoping to see the beautiful uh, visage that was Olympic Park in our face with the Beehive Amy Park. Right. It's 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 basically if Victoria has to be shut down, and let's face it, it's got to be. Yes. There's really nothing worth saving as far as we can see. Yeah, look, uh, is Lobby Lloyd still alive? And the Coloured Balls. And the Coloured Balls. Liberate Rock, Liberate, Liberate Rock was one of my uh, uh, songs as a young kid there, Steve. Oh, right, okay. What about uh, some bloke called Sam Newman? No worth saving? Keep going. <laughs> keep going, yeah. I don't know, Eddie Maguire? <laughs> I think I think what we're faced here is that there was only one distressed asset. Ah, that's right. I think PVL because it's of interest to rugby league still. The Melbourne Storm. Right. What's so, he doing with them? Well, it, he felt something had to be done about rugby league, and let's have a listen. Oh yes, okay. Right. My objective is to have free flowing football, entertaining football. When we were doing the broadcast negotiations, it came out loud and clear to me that we've got to stop being robotic. We've still got to be, you know, uh, predictable, and we had to bring some um, unpredictability into the game. And without that, our ratings are going down, like it or not. And people have got so much money to spend on entertainment, and we're in the entertainment industry, and you have to entertain. If you don't entertain, they'll take their money and go to some other form of entertainment. So, and I think, look, I think the rule changes have worked. I think the referees have lifted. Hey, Chris, are you, are you suggesting to me that Melbourne do not own tap shoes, <laughs> nor clown suits, and can't sing? i got to tell you, I, I think there's a message in what PBL is saying, and that is entertainment. It's something we should have listened to. Yes. Like, we, 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 we would have, this show would have done a lot better if we understood it needed to be entertaining. Yes. But I think the thing with PBL is that he's made a comment that there's no point putting rugby league into rusted-on Aussie rules markets like Melbourne. No. Here, via the pandemic, is the perfect opportunity to extract surgically yep. military operations style. Yeah, the robotic. It's like getting out of Hanoi, yeah. right? Yes. The Melbourne Storms, yes. who are the epitome of yeah. everything that's wrong with rugby league. Right. Robotic, yep. predictable. Yeah. Not entertaining, Chris. Not entertaining. Yeah. So... Don't persist with Melbourne. It's a disaster. It's never taken... They, they haven't been successful. So you're saying that perhaps Peter Volandis now is uh, a little retro-thinking. He's a little backward in his motives. Like, okay, Melbourne Storm have been part of rugby. Maybe it's time to just cut them off. Well, he but he he recognises you've got to go back to strongholds like suburban grounds, Mini uh-huh. Bank West. So he wants to plonk them somewhere else. You've got to take them to the heartland, right? Ah. So, yes, this weekend they're housed in the Pullman Hotel, I believe, out at the Olympic precinct. Right, right. But, boy, they'll have to disinfect that joint afterwards. Are they going to pick it? <laughs> any, any, any flames at midnight? That's right. But it is Burn just, the witch. And then they're playing at your joint, Cogra, yeah. oh against the Warriors, the beleaguered Warriors. Definitely have to disinfect the right. place then. Right. But th- th- that'll, that, that actually meets Gladys's directive because yeah. they're not interacting with... New South Wales residents because it's the Warriors. Yeah. But by the time that they play the Sydney Roosters, yeah. and hello to all the East fans out there, they are the Sydney Roosters, they'll have relocated north. Right. And where does Volandi say the next rugby league team needs to be? Yes, north. 
The Brisbane Tropical Storm, Stephen. Yeah, the Brisbane, uh, what were they last called? The Bombers. Yeah. 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 And and so you've killed literally the two birds with the metaphoric stone. Wow. We've got Rugby League out of Victoria, which will be shut down for the next five years at least. Yep. And we've solved the second team in Brisbane. And the Melbourne Storms relocated Cameron Smith and his crew. Yeah. In a, they won't be robotic See, and predictable. They'll melt down. No, and, and this is it. Once you've got entertainment, first and foremost, you have vision. Yes. You know where you're going. You know what the future of Rugby League should be because you're driven by one single thing, the big E, Chris. Yeah. Now, if I'm going to say to you, what else came out of What about Skyhawks, Chris? Ooh. Are you saying that, that they were worthwhile? Well, I'm asking you, are they worthwhile or is there anything better? No, I'm a Sherbet guy. Sherbet man. Hundred percent locked into Coach South in twenty twenty one. You can clarify one hundred percent. Well, that's good news. Damien Cook last night on TV said, "Oh, it was a concern, and if you did leave, he hopes you'd, you'd keep it secret." So that, so are you going to let the boys know? The boys don't need to be told. They know I'm not going anywhere. We've never had a discussion here at the club. It's not you know been driven from the club. It's all been driven by you guys on the outside that don't know what you're talking about. And so you and your manager, no one's spoken to the. I don't, I don't have. I don't have a manager, mate. I don't have management. Okay, I manage. So, well, man, I don't need someone to hold my hand for me. <laughs> so you you haven't spoken to any other clubs and you're 100% committed to Rabbitohs, which is you, good news. You are the hearing. I said the same things last week. No, I'm, I'm good. I, I can hear. I keep repeating myself because you, you guys make up make up the stories. You put you make the headlines. But I don't have to play your game, mate. I went through this rubbish at Brisbane for 12 months there. And they kept telling me I had a job there and they sacked me. Well, I've got lots of ambition still. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll play out in time. But I, I don't tend to tell you or anybody else what they are. It's got nothing, you know, it's, it's my life, it's my decisions. And uh, when I'm ready to talk about it, I will. I'm not ready to talk about it. It's totally destabilising. It does nothing for anybody. And, and it's not generated by me because I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. It does my head in, mate. Just <laughs> let me do my job, will you? I've never heard Wayne talk so much. Now, you guys, the outsiders, like us... We've never made it up, Chris. No. I thought that was Dan Andrews from Victoria for a moment, but that's actually Wayne Bennett from the Cranky. South City Rabbitohs. Cranky. But didn't you like, you said, I don't need a manager, I'm an old man. Yes. But you he's know, not hard of hearing. No, I'm not hard of hearing. <laughs> no. I've got plenty of ambition My left. My eyesight's pretty good. But the I idea, don't take any pills. But the, but the idea that Wayne Bennett... Mm. Uses the expression, doing my head in, Yeah, does my head in. Does my head in too, Chris. <laughs> now, Wayne, of course, last week was famous for saying um, when there were some tears from Latrell Mitchell, uh, the wonder boy of rugby league, who was caught, of course, breaking COVID regulations many months ago and got a slap on this. Leave the man alone. You know, he's, he's fragile. He's got issues, et cetera, et cetera. Fair enough, too. 
We've never picked on him. And I, then, of course, last week he was in tears. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody I, was concerned about him. Yeah, and, and we don't pick on players, Stephen. That's not our go. Not our go. I, I, I don't want to, I'm not even going to mention Nathan Cleary's <laughs> enormous oh. head last night with the cellulitis oh. on the forehead. I, 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 so I came back from an air break and went, whoa, it's that <laughs> Cher movie with the mask or mask or whatever. He had this, well, you, we know he's got a big jaw, yeah. right? And he's got like a, like a hooded sort of eyebrow sort of thing. But he had a great big thing straight down his nose. He looked like that young chap. In Mars. <laughs> I, had, I had visions of uh, Ken Griffey Jr. from uh, Mr. Burns' softball team in The Simpsons. Right. Uh, and a bit of gigantism going on. But we're not going to mention that stuff because that's not. picking on people. And it's personal too, Chris. And, and Wayne absolutely spoke to that point yeah. said, it's none of your business. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought Hannah Hollis was asking fair questions, but there you go. Mm-hmm. But he did raise the point about what's happened to the rugby league dressing room. Yeah, because they've got a camera there, and obviously when they go from one thing, when they've got a towel that drops off, well, you can catch them uh, naked. Yes. That's a bit rough. That, you well, know. E.T. style, if we go back to the well, exactly. famous Andrew, Andy Horsen incident. There might be young kiddies watching. <laughs> you can't have that. But that's they know that it's there. And it's not, so it's not, not so much sacred, but it's, it's not as protected as it used to be. I so mean, the guzzling is... of the beer and the dropping of the towel. But they can sing their song and everyone's happy about that. <laughs> See, the old discussion is about the Statue of David by Michelangelo, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just the human body. Should but, it be covered up? But um, the human body probably wouldn't traumatise kids, but probably rugby league. Could. Bodies could. Could, that's right. Uh, so he was talking about it as a sacred space, Chris, one that should be protected for the in, inner circle of rugby league only, not for the greater public. Now, you know, we were. you mentioned, of course, the Hall of Shame, which is yet to be built near the Tibby Cotter Bridge. Mm. Uh, that will eventuate. We're, we're still talking about uh, uh, the statue that uh, urinates down at the Opera House. Yeah, look, I mean, Gladys liberated $800 million from the reefer for ANZ Stadium. PBL immediately tried to snaffle them up with four mini bank wests. Yeah. And when asked about what are your chances of getting that money, he says, well, I haven't decided where the grand final's going to be. So he's literally holding a gun to Gladys's head. But I would have thought we could have sliced off yes. just a little bit of that $800 million for the Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame. Okay. Now, could we uh, introduce uh, for Tourism Australia some visits to rugby league sacred sites? And I'm talking purely and simply uh, in New South Wales, where rugby league, of course, was king. Uh, you might go to Dubbo, where, uh, you know, J- Julian O'Neill, uh, unfortunately, I don't know whether it's an accident, a joke, a prank or whatever, but um, <laughs> decided to defecate in a, in a mate's shoe. The Jeremy Schlosser suit. Now, I mean, when you say it's an accident, that's a sort of a happy accident that he was that accurate, I, I would have thought. Pinpoint. But you're onto something here, because I know you've been an advocate for, and the Sydney Morning Herald lifted this idea lock, stock and barrel a couple of weeks ago about a tourism ACDC not going to ACDC Lane in the lockdown Victoria, which we can't visit anyway. And Scott Statue and Fremantle. None of that. Just New South Wales centric. No interaction with any other state. So you get off the plane, you come in from San Francisco, wherever you're allowed to come. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. And you go, gee, I really want to see some uh, some colourful characters in rugby league and the sacred sites. So I want to go to Dubbo to see where Julian O'Neill, the little motel room, you know, which where you park the car out the front. Was it, that's right. Um, Room number thirty-nine. Th- this this pandemic is meant to be uh, good for motels, bringing back the regional, regional Australia. Look out, we're coming, they say. We're coming. Uh, Terrigal, where I think Nate Miles did something of a um, similar. Remember, he got he got lo- locked out of his corridor, naked, of course, as rugby league players do, in the corridor <laughs> stairwell. And uh, well, look, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. If you've come uh, eventually, you've self isolate for fourteen days. You're absolutely up for a gig. You do the ACDC slash rugby league package. Yes, you, <laughs> you start in Sydney. What's the food? 
Chris. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, meat pies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You start in Sydney, you go see where the beach house, house. used to be. And who, who, got, who got in trouble there? Mitchell yeah, Pierce. Mitchell wasn't Pierce. It? And the, then there's the Rivers of Grog that runs down to the Chloe Hotel. So you go down the Chloe you'd, and you drink along the way. Yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd move from the Chloe, of course, almost to. If I can use that word, Mecca. Yeah, the Mecca, uh, Rugby League Colourful Identity <laughs> Bay Activity. Coogee Bay Hotel. Coogee Bay Hotel. Our spiritual home, yeah, fire yeah. up. Now, yes, of course, uh, Mark Gasnier famously got on the phone, somebody it, else's phone. It, minis. Inter- minis phone. Inter- interactive ex- exhibitions galore. Yes. Plaques. Yeah. Dare I say, statues. Statues. <laughs> I mean, really, wow. this is... Wow, now we're talking. Because I don't think those will ever get torn down. No. No. You, you hop over the bridge, you go down to Northies, yes, yeah. and, and you, if we may not get In the Cronulla. we may not get the Todd Carney bubbler as part no. of Vivid, because no. let's face it, Vivid's never coming back. No. Um, but we might be able to get something down there at Northies itself. Yeah. Look, uh, look I'm, I hate to say, but Julian O'Neill has cropped up a couple of times. Port Macquarie, where he decided to set fire to a mascot dressed as a dolphin. Danny the Dolphin, one of the great fire-up pieces of merchandise. I mean, and, and I actually have little sympathy for the kid. Yes. Because I believe that there was foam. The, the suit. Right. And that's highly Very inflammable. inflammable. Yes, exactly. So, right. so I put the blame on the, the dolphins. I don't know where you could actually place that, though, except another statue to commemorate Danny the Dolphin, because obviously it's a moving object. You could, there's got to be some place on this tour where you can get all the mascots together, like right. the, 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 the rooster and the bear that fought each other. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine might have been the rooster mascot who actually literally pecked referee Kevin Roberts. Right, could this be recreated Stanley, the grand the final? Avenger. I mean, all these activities with, with mascots going astray. I'm a little over at the grand final. Yeah. Well, things like Gold Chisel is the entertainment, but yeah. I'm, I'm a little over just the parade of retired players. Right, right. I think that the um, promotion of the Hall of Shame yeah, yeah, yeah. and a recreation. So, is... so, so you get out a retired player who's running with a with a with a lighter or or some sort of you know burning object, running after a dolphin that's already got like licked with some sort of flammable fluid, you know, well, and boom goes up. The crowd go wild for it's, that. It's the time to redress the balance, Stephen. It's always you know saying entertainment. Fa- exactly, they're saying farewell to players who play three hundred games. Who cares? Yeah. Volandis has told us the game hasn't been entertaining for decades. Right. So you're saying a, a, a recreation of Sloshy's shoe? The <laughs> That will be a entertaining, yeah. and it redresses the balance because people love rugby league yeah. not because some journeyman's pulled on the boots for three hundred and thirty <laughs> games. <laughs> they love Julian O'Neill. That's right. They love Nate Miles. They Hang love on. Todd Carney. Julian, I've got another one where apparently it was at a blackjack table. I think it was a Jupiter's <laughs> casino, and he decided he, he didn't have time to go to the bathroom. He was going to on the floor. Well, he's you, on the street, uh, Stephen. Come on, Chris. <laughs> he's yeah. just, Hit me with a card. Goodness gracious. Meanwhile, he's just uh, sorting out his business under the table. Now, Craig Gower, right, um, apparently exposed himself to a female Irish tourist in a coogee bar as well. Did that, you know that's that? Not, that's not funny. That's not funny. Nothing funny about that. No. No, we won't recreate that one. Okay. Uh, what about the drunkest human being ever? Brad Fittler. <laughs> outside Glee Police Station. <laughs> On a median strip? On a median strip. <laughs> that's, that, that's, a, that's an essential. By the way, Freddie's extended his contract with the New South Wales Orange and Blues and he's been quoted that on the back of the bushfires, the drought yes. and the pandemic, it's great that the people have got something to be pleased about. I think he might be referring to the Origin series, not his contract extension, right, but right. I could be wrong there. Now, Craig Gower, of course, also have famously had a big day out at the uh, at the golf course. The golf cart editions. Now, I'm not sure where it was. you know what golf course it was? It'd be West Summer. West Summer, yeah. Uh, apparently, look, of course, we don't condone this sort of stuff, but if you want to go and see the colourful identities... And, and, and commemorate the activities or condone or condemn, whichever you're thinking. He apparently, uh, after running after a young lady, then chased Mitchell Pierce with a bottle 
uh, before vomiting on him, streaked nude around the resort, stole and crashed a golf cart, held a butter knife to the throat of a Sydney radio personality before throwing it at a resort guest and engaged in a brawl with resort security for being ejected from the official function and detained by police. Has handed a final warning by the NRL and then fined $100,000 with 90000 be paid to an NRL program encouraging the responsible use of alcohol by league players. And 10000 of course, to replace the destroyed golf cart, Chris. So what's more interesting, that or the fact that he won the premiership in 2003? That. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think, Stephen, it's only by commemorating yeah. and capturing history and demonstrating it in all its glory yes. and all its shame yes. that we come to a better understanding. Chris, I think that we've left the world a better place. It's been our pleasure, Stephen. See you next week. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!